0: Hello and welcome to Mammals Are Us, the one-stop podcast for all your wild mammal needs.
1: We're standing at the bottom of our garden in East Devon looking out over the River Collie. Now, there's been no rain for a couple of days, so the water's babbling along fairly peacefully, making its way to the sea about three miles away. It's not the cleanest of rivers, but then, by British standards, it's by no means the worst either. We know that we still have otters, we've got the odd kingfisher, we have egrets, we have an occasional migratory eel. But one species we definitely don't get here is the beaver.
0: In fact, there haven't been beavers on the collie since probably around the time of the Norman Conquest, which is when they were hunted to extinction across England. They hung on a bit longer in, in Wales and Scotland, and they were hunted for reasons that we'll, we'll come to in just a moment. The good news, though, is that they're heading back this way. If all goes to plan, they'll be here in the next couple of years. They're already in Honiton, which is about 15 minutes' drive. Now, obviously, beavers won't be arriving by car, so it might take them a little bit longer, but they're certainly on their way. Now, my name is Tim Kendall.
1: And I'm Fiona Matthews, and we're the authors of the book Black Ops and Beaver Bombing. And in this podcast today, we're going to be focusing on, as you probably guessed by now, Beavers, and we're going to go on a beaver hunt to see if we can find some.
0: Before we do that, though, we're going to tell you all about things you've been desperate to find out about beaver testicles, beaver parachutes, and where you can go to see beavers yourself. In fact, we're going to visit the only legal beaver population in the whole of England on the River Otter. Why, though, are there no beavers on the River Collie?
1: Well, weird though it may sound, The answer lies in hats. Hats? Yeah, hats. Okay. Now, beaver fur is amazing and it does a great job at keeping beavers dry. But sadly for the beaver, beaver fur also makes a very fine hat. And so from anywhere around, I don't know, the medieval period through to about 1860 when fashions changed and men stopped wearing hats beavers were really the the choice of fur. And the reason is that it retains a softness, but at the same time is incredibly waterproof. So, you know, it was very much a status symbol. So going back even as far as Chaucer, where the merchant is is described as wearing a beaver hat, we know that Napoleon always insisted on a beaver fur hat. If you look at cavaliers in their jaunty hats, beaver fur. If you look at guys wearing those very fine top hats whether they were in England or France or elsewhere all of them beaver fur and so amazing was the beaver fur that pretty much it drove it was the main driver of beavers going extinct across Europe and when our own supply ran out Handily enough, that was fine because we just developed a new colony over in North America. And so we went over there and one of the main trades for years was actually a trade in beaver fur.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a story about Manhattan? The island of Manhattan was bought by the Dutch not for any better reason than that it was the home to lots and lots of beavers.
1: Well, it should have been called Beaver Hatton. (laughs) Yeah, that's really
0: bad. (laughs) And there was a beaver war, wasn't there, in America?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, basically, they ran out, uh, one of the uh, indigenous peoples ran out of beavers and started going on to other other, uh, communities' lands in order to trap beavers, prompting the beaver wars. And a bit later in Idaho, where they actually managed to run out of beavers, people started doing all sorts of ingenious things to try and reintroduce beavers so that they'd have a, a continued guaranteed supply. And there's an amazing quote of somebody saying about how difficult it was to transport a pair of uncorted beavers on the back of mules. So people put their, their minds to this problem, decided the best thing to do would be to use those planes that had been left over possibly from military operations, and they decided that they would um, use them instead to parachute beavers into these empty territories. There was actually one beaver called Geronimo, who, poor Geronimo, he was actually... Good name, uh, though. It was a great name, but, you know, were it not for him, other beavers would not have been transported so successfully because uh, Geronimo was dropped over and over again in various sorts of boxes with door-opening mechanisms, literally chucked out of a plane in beaver bombing.
0: Okay, so that's our beaver parachutes, and beaver bombing is a phrase that we'll no doubt come back to in due course. What about, though, Beaver balls.
1: <laughs> well, of course, the other great claim to fame of beavers is they. Gnaw off their own testicles. Allegedly. Allegedly. There's no proof. Well, actually, there is no proof. And, um, you know, lots of sources going back to the Greeks describe how the beaver, when pursued, would actually lift up its leg and chew off its testicle and then show pursuing hunters that there was no more testicle to be found. Mm. And, and that is trotted out again by Gerald of Wales, who's the same guy who actually reports the last sightings of beavers. In Wales, in about the 12th century. So, we're fairly certain that Gerald was probably right when he said they're beavers, probably less right when it came to gnawing off testicles.
0: Yeah, and it's worth saying, isn't it, that this cannot be, well, there are all sorts of reasons why this story about testicles can't be true, and one of them is that a male beaver's testicles are internal. So, they couldn't chew them off even if they wanted to.
1: That's true. Maybe when people caught them and found that there were no testicles, they just concluded that they must have been chewed off.
0: They've already chewed them off, yeah. <laughs> and actually, it's really tricky to sex beavers, isn't it? That you have to do it, you have to put them under general anesthetic if you're, if you're clever enough, but you certainly wouldn't want to do it otherwise. And you feel for the penis bone. You do, you do. Um, so, that's the only way of knowing. So, so, yeah, beavers do not really chew off their testicles. But maybe we should just go into why people would think that you'd be interested in a beaver's testicles?
1: Well, the answer there lies in castoreum. And castoreum, great name, is actually a smelly gloop that's secreted by anal glands. And lots of mammals have anal glands, including people as it happens it's just that in our case they're what's known as vestigial a bit like the appendix we don't actually use them anymore but they still they still survive and can actually get infected Ooh, nasty Ugh, um, that's grim but anyway <laughs> the the beaver produces some rather uh, pleasant smelling goo some people describe it as smelling like a very nice white wine or it has hints of vanilla and strawberry i think we'll stop there but anyway it finds its way into all sorts of products ranging from perfumes through to sweeties all sorts of things and it is another of the reasons why beavers were hunted that technically it's possible to to milk the castoreum from a live beaver but it's a hell of a lot easier to do it from a beaver that's dead
0: yeah so we've got the beaver's testicles we've got the beaver's fur the other obvious thing you can do with a dead beaver is eat it and this was very handy at the time of the well in in catholic countries where they could conclude during lent and you weren't allowed to eat meat that that beavers were fish
1: that's right because the tail is a little bit scaly and so i suppose if you squinted hard enough you might reasonably conclude that this was a fish in fact, there's, there's a great, one of my all-time favourite um, videos on Twitter is of a child standing on a bridge at Blandford Forum calling to his mother very excitedly, not that he'd seen a fish, but saying, Mum, Mum, it's a platypus, it's a literal platypus.
0: Yeah, kind of the rudders on the wrong end for it to be a, a platypus, but it, it was a good, a, a good attempt, <laughs> good nevertheless.
1: Yeah, yeah. OK, so, should we head off and see if we can find some beavers? Absolutely. Here we are then on the river bridge at Otterton. There's a little riffle in front of us and a mallard wandering around. We've just seen a sign that the mill upstream is the 18th oldest business in the world. Well, if that's true, that's extremely impressive. Certainly the building is rather splendid. And we're going to go and head down there and see if we can spot any signs of those beavers. The beavers
0: turned up probably in around 2008. That's when the reports started coming in. And actually, people thought at the time it was probably misidentified otters on the River Otter, appropriately enough. And then in 2012, a beaver was killed on the roads. 2014, someone got on film, a family of beavers with their kits. And the government got very anxious at this point. DEFRA, its default position, so rumour had it, was to go and kill these beavers. I soon found out that wasn't going to happen because the public took a different view.
1: That's right, there was a, a small child wasn't there who stole the hearts of locals at a community meeting who said that they were their beavers and in fact all the school kids I think had been drawing pictures and so on of the beavers on their river, their beavers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and even and even at that point Defra had the idea that maybe they'd capture the beavers and put them in enclosures and found out that even that wasn't going to work
1: it's easy to be a beaver here without being seen here the river's wide it's pretty deep normally they'd go about their business of making dams primarily to keep themselves safe now here on the river otter they don't have that problem because the water's already here it's easy for them to escape and so basically they've just been hanging out having a nice time Building lodges, um, which is where they have their babies, making minor dams in a few places, but not a huge amount to see. Hopefully, in a minute we can go and see if we can actually see any trees that have been cut down. shall we go and have a look?
0: Yeah, let's go. Well, that was nice. We're just walking down. Of course, we're being as quiet as we can, and. Uh, We just had a close encounter with a pair of great spotted woodpeckers that obviously hadn't seen or heard us and and landed right next to us and were within a couple of metres really for five, ten seconds before they saw us and thought better of it and flew across the river. So there's lots of bird life. a couple of walkers down beyond us. We're just coming down to what we think is the hot spot where the beavers are going to emerge. It looks like we've found it's fair to say, signs of beaver activity.
1: That's right. If you can imagine a pencil that's been sharpened on the top, not with a pencil sharpener but with a knife, so it's forming sort of straight sides at the top coming to a point in the middle that's what we've got in front of us. Clearly the work of beavers and quite a lot of gnawing of this willow tree at various places. Quite a lot of the bark is missing. Willow are one of the favourite foods of beavers not only do they, do they tend to be associated with water which is where you're finding the beavers but they also seem to find them particularly irresistible and fortunately enough willows can normally survive this sort of attention. Kingfisher
0: just went past.
1: Oh <laughs> because what they'll do is sprout again so you'll see that over time this has multiple stems coming up so yeah great coexistence between beavers and willows. I actually looked and there's pencil chewing all the way down. Clearly the beavers are coming, coming up on the bank aren't they? Oh here we go there's a, a well trodden path here where all the grass has been worn away and you can see where the beavers are trundling up and down.
0: Yeah I think this is the very spot where a couple of years ago I nearly walked into a beaver as I was walking <laughs> along the riverbank. It didn't seem to mind very much it just um, saw me kind of slunk into the water and drifted very gently downstream. going to have to do this quietly because there's currently a beaver about 20 metres from us.
1: Not even that, is it? No, he's no, coming towards he's us. He's
0: coming towards us, yeah, and uh, he doesn't seem to mind. Uh, it's a beaver with, I think, a green tag. The beavers on the otter have been tagged because they've been checked for various diseases by DEFRA. And uh,
1: he's just dived down. He's
0: dived, he's just gone out of sight. He was in the water chewing on a bit of goat willow, a branch that had kind of tumbled into the water a bit, and he's right next to what looks surely like a beaver lodge. There's a lot of trees, a lot of debris of one kind or another in the water. Beavers will use anything. Uh, In America, in Wisconsin, there was a case of a beaver that used a prosthetic limb. Uh, A canoeist spotted it. tugged it out brought it back put an advert in the paper and reunited it with its one-legged owner so yeah it's great to see these beavers very active not at all shy it's not like seeing an otter where if the otter sees you it'll disappear quickly the beavers are very very tolerant of humans by comparison with almost all other wildlife which is just as well because in the summer when the kits are out, you can you can sometimes get crowds of people on the opposite riverbank with huge camera lenses pointed at these celebrity beavers, where the paparazzi and they're the stars. So we've called our book Black Ops and Beaver Bombing, which means that we really need to explain exactly what beaver bombing is because uh, we mentioned the Idaho beavers in the 1940s but that isn't actually strictly speaking what beaver bombing refers to is it?
1: (laughs) Well no I think what we had in mind is this mysterious appearance of beavers up and down Britain and indeed across Europe. I was recently at a meeting where person after person was standing up and going yep beavers are now well established in you know countries A, B, C, D and F across Europe. And where are they coming from? Because most of these are not releases that have been sanctioned by governments.
0: Yeah, so there was a case in the Ardennes, wasn't there, where someone got hold of a 100 beavers. How he did that, I have no idea. And he released them all all across the region in one night. So people went to bed with no beavers and woke up the next morning in a region that, that had lots and lots of beavers.
1: Yeah, so... We're not entirely sure where they're coming from. We suspect that the original source is Bavaria and little by little... Beavers have been reintroduced in a number of different places. So we now know, for example, that there's quite a thriving population, probably around 45 territories around Bristol and Bath on the Bristol Avon. We know that there's signs on the River Wye. One has just been spotted on camera gnawing at somebody's tree in Pembrokeshire. And the biggest population at all is that on Tayside, which is now so big it's stretching out almost to, well, right to Loch Lomond. So it's not without its problems, you know, it's a fun it's a fun story of these rascally people who are scooping up beavers and, and depositing them. The problem is, of course, that there are diseases that can be transmitted like that. There can be issues that need to be sorted out with local communities. It would be irresponsible to assume that beavers can never cause a problem. Of course they can sometimes. So it's not the way I would recommend that we go out doing a reintroduction. But at the same time, it's also fair to comment that were it not for beaver bombing, there would still actually be no legal free-living otters in England.
0: Beavers in England. <laughs> beavers, <laughs> You've just yes done the river thing. I have. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, exactly. The government has been foot-dragging and foot-dragging. You know, beavers are all across Europe and we're so special that we can't have beavers. And it's exactly why beaver bombing happens, that if you try and go through the proper channels, there's lots of paperwork. In the end, you get filibustered out of it ever happening. So it's been a glorious evening. We've only walked probably about less than a kilometre downstream from Otterton Mill. We weren't looking all that hard either, but we saw three beavers, or maybe the same beaver three times, but it was still very good. And uh, we saw two great spotted woodpeckers and we saw two kingfishers
1: fantastic wasn't it (laughs) pretty good result i think it's time to go to the pub
0: if you've enjoyed this podcast please subscribe to our channel we're going to be having regular adventures trying to track down britain's endangered mammals we might do wild boar we might do pine martins chance to be a fine thing to spot one of them but we'll try And uh, also you can buy our book. It's called Black Ops and Beaver Bombing Adventures with Britain's Wild Mammals. It's published by One World. It's full of all sorts of different mammal species. It's also got some bad jokes. What did the beaver say to the tree? I'm afraid you're going to have to buy the book to find out. (laughs)